Hey, welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Espinal. And joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua. Gangsta Time Cole. It's called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, everybody listening? What's good, Chris? And I love Protect Me Shogamaru. What? <laughs> well, all right. Oh, well, I actually read that. It's uh, it's fine. It's like, a, it's like a little kid's manga, honestly. It's not meant for us. But anyway. Thanks for letting me know. Also joining us on Discord is, is the disembodied voice of uh, Edgelord, Big News Brian. Yo, what's up, nerds? Oh my god, he's returned. Yes, after his long hiatus. Yeah, he's graced us with his presence. Wasn't it just one of, week? Of it's been, it feels like forever whenever you leave us, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a oh, real... Homie, uh, oh, homie, homie took a multi-episode NGF. Yeah, what's what's that mean? What's an NGF? Not giving a fuck. Whoa! <laughs> no, that's bullshit. Stop. Yo, I Brian, care. Brian, you've changed. <laughs> you really got gotten all Hollywood now. I have to renegotiate your contract in order to get you here. Yeah, you can't hold big news, Brian, forever <laughs> if you're in the big bucks. Yeah. Well, whatever. We got a big old show. Uh, this week, so let's not waste any more time. Uh, let's get into plugs. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore thirty seven on Instagram and uh, at NY Chillin with an E N, not an I N G, and that's on Twitter. Oh yeah, Brian. You can find me at b.esp on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you ever want to catch me when I'm streaming, you can find me on twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter, especially because we do a really good chapter of the week poll every week where you guys get to decide what your favorite chapter of the week was. And we reveal it on the show. So come on by on our Twitter and uh, participate in the poll. Uh, you can email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about on the show. Uh, and uh, Or you can comment on whatever uh, video you're watching, whether it's the full version of the podcast or the little breakouts that we uh, edit out and put up uh, every week. Uh, and while you're at it, why you, why don't you subscribe? Why don't you do that? That'll be super sweet yeah. of you. Yeah. What are you, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? What are you, thinking? What are you doing? What are you doing? Where are you going? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Share the podcast with your friends. Uh, and if you prefer audio versions, we are pretty much everywhere you listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, wherever you listen, we are on there. Uh, and I think that's it. I think that's all for plugs. Let's get into the show proper. One Piece. This is Juan. <laughs> uh, this is One Piece chapter 1032, Odin's Beloved Blade. Uh, last we left off, uh, lots of shit was happening. Big Mom is going berserk, doing her thing. Uh, there's a big fire thing going down. Uh, Drake and Ki uh, Drake and um, what's his face? Apu are all fighting, trying to get an alliance going. Uh, the numbers are now chasing Yamato. All a lot of chaos is going on. Uh, we open this chapter with Apu trying to chase down Yamato and try to convince her, convince him to join 
the alliance real fast. Uh, and Drake is just subsequently chasing Apu. Uh, so, you know, that's that's fun. Uh, the giant number known as Fuga is following Yamato, kind of like a like a happy puppy. He's just like, Fuga, you know. Um, Yamato shows familiarity. She seems to know the he seems to know the number pretty well. Uh, right, which doesn't put a hole in a theory that we talked about last time per se, but it kind of loses a lot of it. You think? I mean, they know each other already. Well, they could know each other because she knows. Well, it's not that right. It, it's th- they they still could know each other because of what happened. Mm-hmm. But it could just be that it could be a coincidence. Kaido owns the numbers, and she lives with Kaido because that's her dad. Yeah. Uh, hey, that's fair enough. Um, I'm still subscribing to the theory. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I mean that could still be the case. I'm sticking to my and some other random One Piece theorists' guns. Uh. One P. One P. Okay. Uh, so, as uh, Yamato is running, falling down from the sky and landing on Fuga are Robin and Brooke being chased by the CP Zero goons. Um, they're just diving down like Mission Impossible style, hands completely like at their side. Uh, and right, yeah, full pursuit. <laughs> this guy's still. I don't know. I remember that awesome. like. One of them has to hold up the mask, and I wonder if he's still doing that, or he just pasted it on his face already. Yeah, you know how it is. No, no, he holds it the whole time. Yeah? So he's fighting one hand. Yeah, everything he does is one hand, essentially, <laughs> which makes him epically strong. Very cool. Uh, but in any case, they're, Robin and Brooke are getting ready to square up with the CP0, because they're not going to let up. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Meanwhile, the little thing that um, what's his face created emerges the fire beast that um, what's his face? Damn, there's so many characters in this arc that even I'm like blanking on names. Um, but yeah, it comes down. It actually scorches the CP zero agents. They're like, ow, <laughs> and it, uh, it continues to fall down. This is where I, I, I thought that these CP zero guys are done after this because. The whole point of this thing is that they it incinerates everything it touches. Um, yeah, but they're durable, so. Yeah, they are CP0, I suppose. Um, <laughs> they'll probably just burn their clothes or something. Yeah. It's like, ah, my cool bowler hat. Probably burn their good moods, too. Yeah. I mean, they were already, they were already so pretty. As physical, actual, real damage goes, probably light, not much. Light work. You know, CP0. Yeah, one-handed fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooke seems to dismount off of the the number along with Robin, um, and they take the opportunity, being that uh, the CP zero is on the other side of the flames, to run away. Uh, meanwhile, on the other side of the fr- flames, CP zero is getting uh, recollected after suffering a, a couple burns, and they hear some clicking in the distance. Uh, Apu has these snail cameras that he's just snapping constant pictures <laughs> uh, like a paparazzi and he's just talking about how like uh, Morgan would pay like a ton of money for the pictures he's taking of CP0 at Wano. I like how he's taking the pictures and he's like ah, bah, 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 bah. I thought he was like trying, to, he's, like trying to kill him real quick. No. But he was just taking pictures. That was so funny. Ah, bah, 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 bah. Uh, 
So the CP0 guy is like, don't get over your head. And he does the deadly poke thing that CP cipher pole agents do. Um, and uh, Apu seems to actually be down for the count. Uh, and I was like, whoa, they took down Apu in one strike. Uh, Man, no. 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 Oh, snap. <laughs> no, damn. Um, but. Yeah, uh, he, the CP0 guy turns his attention to Drake, and he's like, do you think we don't know who you are? And then X-Drake is like, well, why don't you start coming up with excuses then? And he goes, inconvenient truths are meant to be erased. He comes in with the poke, but then Apu catches him fucking slipping with a big boom explosion from the floor. Surprise, motherfucker. Uh, it was pretty damn cool. I, I'm not going to lie. I was like, yeah, let's go, Apu. Uh, cool. Yeah, I'm glad he didn't get knocked out just like that. He's supposed to be a really strong. Yeah, he's a supernova. Uh, but yeah, I was actually like pretty excited. I was like, "Damn, good move." Um, this guy falls back because he just got exploded in his face. Um, and it turns out Apu blocked most of the attack. It seems using armament hockey. Uh, he and X Drake bicker for a second, and then they decide on um forming a temporary alliance to take down these CP0 goons uh, and their battle starts to begin. Uh, not the pair I expected to take down the CP0 folks, but uh, pretty cool nonetheless. I'm glad that even like the Supernova captains are getting a little bit of an individual battle. Um, yeah, man. Especially Axtrake being a whole dinosaur. Yeah, he went full dinosaur for this. He's not holding back. No, oh, he's not the only one going full dinosaur though. Yeah. <laughs> mean yeah <laughs> speaking of uh of which uh we cut back to the battle with zoro and king uh we see king's new like a, a new technique from king where he pulls his like crest back his pterodactyl crest he pulls it back so like long that even his jaw you start to see it like <laughs> stretch up too and then he lets it go like a slingshot and his whole head just crashes into the rock behind Zoro and like decimates basically the whole area. Uh, it's pretty impressive, I guess. It was a weird ass technique. I the Probably the weirdest technique I've ever seen. And that's saying something for One Piece, I feel. Um, yeah. So <laughs> Zoro's just like, damn. Yeah, he's a damn, that's like a laser beam. How do you even block that? And then King says the pterodons of the ancient past hunted their prey just like this. And Zoro's like, damn, I had no this idea. This is the most this is the most one piece fight I've ever seen in my life. Listen, Zoro has done this a few times with like the dinosaur team. Yeah, and you know what? I'm not gonna lie; it never gets old. I laughed. I laugh every single time. Just make them cool, Oda. Come on, stop making <laughs> them do this stupid shit. <laughs> no, Queen being an actual snake <laughs> instead of a brontosaurus. Dude, that <laughs> shit was so funny. The way that they just like the One Piece characters just believe that this is how shit used to be <laughs> for dinosaurs. It's always so funny to me. Um. Zoro also asks, I'm, I'm guessing the flame on your back is a pterodon feature as well. And King is like, <laughs> it's not. And Zoro's actually surprised. Um, he didn't have to tell him that, but he did. Yeah, he's just yeah. like, no. You're wrong. This is just me. This is me as a person. <laughs> uh, 
So Zoro tries to use his uh, his three sword style: black rope, dragon twister, and uh, he put um, King puts his dukes up, and he just basically guards the whole thing. Um, nobody's been able to block this attack. This is like a pretty big attack for Zoro. Um, and apparently it's because that not only does King have just like the, the pure durability that all of these like ancient Zoan types or mythical Zoan types have. Generally have. Yeah. yeah. He seems to have his own level of intrinsic durability within himself, uh, unique to his, uh, race, I imagine of the Lunarians specifically, if, uh, if that's to be believed. Um, but he goes like he just uh, comes down from his pterodon form, and he goes, "Fine, I'll give you a sword fight." He pulls out his giant sword and starts sword fighting with Zoro. Zoro's just trying to figure out how to even fight this guy because everything he does is just pretty good answer to whatever Zoro is able is able to do. Uh, King even knocks him back uh, f- for like a few miles uh, through some rocks, and he lands on the ground and. As Zoro's just like lying there, he starts to hear the uh, a certain sound, uh, the sound of a shamisen, and at that point, that's when the uh, what in- is that? It's an instrument. Uh, it's yeah, the it's inter- a Japanese it's, instrument. Yes, yeah, the inter- instrument we'll see momentarily. Um, and upon hearing this, uh, the anima sword oh. starts to starts to hiss, and the next page, all you see is Zoro going ah. As uh, the Enma is uh, sucking all of the hockey out of Zoro's arm. Uh, This happened once before. Yeah, for sure. Uh, He's like, Enma is. And we cut over to Orochi, who's just chilling still. He's still like hiding out. Um, And he also hears the Shaman Sen, uh, which indicates that Zoro's. It's probably his observation hockey that's like allowing him to hear the Shaman Sen himself or it could also be enma highlighting it for him oh yeah i mean that's possible uh enma seems to have his mind of its own and it's hot its own version like source of hockey to it so that's very well possible um but anyway he's uh orochi hears the shamisen as well but the reason being he's actually like right the next room over from it uh, he opens the door, and who's there but the Kumurasaki uh, Hiyori. Uh, she's... Kumurasaki? Kumurasaki! <laughs> uh, and she's there. She's the one playing the shamisen. And uh, Orochi is actually super stoked to see her. Um, because this is like a way back in Wano detail. But uh, Denjiro uh, basically faked her death to a degree to Orochi. So... He he thought she was dead the entire time, but uh, she was just in the background with Zoro the whole time. Uh, and Orochi's just like, oh, my God, I'm so glad to see you. Have I died or gone to heaven? I cannot forget you. And uh, Hiyori says, neither can I, my lord. I am always by your side. And that's pretty much where the chapter ends with Orochi just being super stoked that uh, Hiyori's alive at the moment. Uh, kind of a weird ending, I guess. Uh, yeah. To uh, an otherwise pretty stellar chapter, I had a great time reading this. Um, I, I wonder. Uh, I'm. I think uh, there's obviously a connection, being that uh, Hiori is Odin's daughter. That uh, the Enmans, the Enma sword, is uh, 
responding directly to uh, the okay. the shamisen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I thought this uh, was a fun one. Uh, King's ability is just so fucking goofy and fun as usual. Uh, the action has been pretty fun. I mean, he looks really cool too. He he wrote his 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 style reminds me of Katakuri, but he looks different enough. Yeah, you know, uh, he reminds me of like um, what's his face um from Dress Rosa, uh, the guy who uh, like could pop and stuff. Like his that was his ability. He popped things. I think it started with a uh, Gallius. I think his name is. Why am I forgetting One Piece characters? I'm a disgrace <laughs> of a of a One Piece fan, but um, yeah, they they have like a kind of a similar uh, get up. But anyway, I I don't really have a whole ton to say about this chapter. It was just a, a ton of action. Uh, do you have a? Do you guys I have any thoughts? These larger than life characters from One Piece. I think it's so awesome. I said I really enjoy like the larger than life characters. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, there are actually a couple of theories going around on what might happen with Zoro. Ooh. Ooh. So there's there are two routes that this could go. Uh, some people theorize oh. that. Yeah, well, yeah. There there are theories that um, Enma is was never Zoro's sword, and it probably will never be Zoro's sword, and he'll have to give it up, much like Sanji gave up his raid suit. Um, the second theory is, is that Zoro uh, will find a way to kind of dispel Odin's will from that sword and make it his own that way. Wow. So, those are the, the two theories. It's either Zoro gives up Enma, or he... Um, or he makes it his own because right now the sword is clearly not his sword. Yeah, um, Odin being in that sword is not going to be compatible with him using a golf forward Is what you're trying to say? Yeah, because right now it seems like it's linked to uh, his daughter. Hmm. Yeah, uh, because it only reacted that way when it heard her shamisen or whatever, or felt her presence to an extent. Yeah, I would say it would be the latter. I uh, I think. Uh, Zoro has like had that moments before where when he first got like one of the swords in um in uh, Rogue Town he had to like kind of learn how to use that one as well because one of them was like particularly strong-willed of its own. So there's been a history of Zoro needing to conquer certain swords uh in the past. So I think that's more the arc that's going to happen now. But it could very well go the first way. But my money is on maybe he learns how to kind of like dominate the sword and become make it become the master of the odin sword uh i i would think i think like at some point that odin like king's gonna try to do something but that level of hockey that's within the sword right now is just gonna like slash at king and it's gonna cut him pretty bad uh that's where i think that's going but i don't know i don't know what uh, what they're gonna do with in this regard Maybe it maybe it will yeah. just be linked to Hiori. Like I don't know where they're. Yeah. Um. But in any case, uh, I don't I don't really know where the next chapter goes from here. Uh, it's a 
It's very fun though to to imagine. I'm hoping we get a very long flashback about Homer Masaki. Yeah, we haven't uh, seen a ton of her. We've seen like a little bit of her past in uh, like through Kawamatsu because he's the one who raised her um, after the Odin Castle fell. So yeah. maybe there will be a little bit more regarding uh, Hiori. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you guys are ready to move onward? Yes. Let's go. My Hero Academia. Oh, yeah, Brian. This is My Hero Academia, Chapter 334, Parting Gift. Um, last we left off, uh, Shigaraki, Shigaraf for All for One is what we're doing. One. Uh, basically managed to absorb the quirk of uh, Star and Stripe, but it managed to... Rev- uh, before she went down, Star and Stripe uh, basically made her a rule uh, on her own quirk that stated that uh, Star and Stripe will not live within a vessel that has more than one quirk because it will always revolt against the other quirks. Uh, and it's just been tearing uh, Shigar all for one apart inside for the last five minutes, and he is stressed hardcore. Uh, he is not having a great time about it. Uh, he's trying to get away, uh, trying to find somebody to pawn uh, the new order off to uh, before all of his quirks are destroyed uh, from the inside. Uh, and that's where this chapter starts off as he's flying away and thinking like, God oh, damn it, no matter what I do, I can't escape all night. Uh, he is constantly haunted by that. And he just like, I guess, breaks the sound barrier and escapes uh, the jet fighters that were accompanying Star Stripe. Um, and uh, one of her buddies is like, Star, Star and Stripe, of course you surpassed him. You've always been the greatest hero. Very sad. Um, Very sad. But at the same time, they're probably like, shit, we don't get to die today. <laughs> Because the, the whole time she was like, prepare to die, boys. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring your remains to your family. Don't worry about it. And they're like, all right. <laughs> okay. Um, meanwhile, we cut over to uh, this kid named Kashiko Kashi, uh, who is a convicted robber and murderer, who was one of the people who escaped uh, the Tartarus or one of the prisons uh, earlier when uh, Shigaral for one broke them out. Uh, and he's just like lambasting the other villains. Like, who would escape prison and just start fucking shit up in the city? I I moved far away from the city so I can get a second shot at life. And uh, unfortunately for him, uh, Shigaraki just breaks through, uh, looking not great right now. Um, and he looks over at this Kashiko kid, and he's like. Miss Stars likely assigned a rule to her quirk that prevents it from residing amongst other quirk. In that case, I'll steal this bystander's quirk, and once he's quirkless, uh, I can grant him new order and preserve it. And man, uh, right at that moment, uh, Star and Stripe w- from within Shigar All for One is just like, nice try, idiot. Negative. <laughs> Absolutely not. Surprise, motherfucker. And it turns out that... Um, Thanks to the other quirks that live within uh, Shigaral for one and were fighting back, apparently, uh, against New Order, 
at some point, like they all managed to destroy New Order from the inside. So now he just doesn't have that quirk anymore and he can't pass it onward. Um, but in her passing, uh, in her final words, she basically just tells him, as long as people stand up to save each other, someone will inherit that will of heroism. And make no mistake, they will strike you down. Uh, all for one is not impressed. Uh, he's just like, give it a rest. The winner is the one who lives longest. So take a hike, dead lady. Uh, he would say that. Yeah, disrespectful. You, he's so mad. You could see like the the creases of his eyes actually forming underneath, like his brow just shriveling up. Um, he he he's putting on a brave face, but he's he's pissed off. Um, meanwhile, in the depths of uh, of All for One and Shigaraki's husk, I guess there is uh, the childlike visage of of uh, Shigaraki. Uh, thinking about what sh- all uh, Star and Stripe said, she's he's just thinking someone, some hero, Midoriya. So very creepy. Yeah, very sad. He's calling out to Midoriya um, because he is pretty much taken over at this point. Um, after the after all this hubbub uh, subsides, we get a little bit of a uh, narration um, about how. After this whole thing happened, uh, the hunt for Shigaraki resumed immediately. But uh, unfortunately, he disappeared without a stra- uh, trace. Uh, the heroes, fr- the other heroes from across the world have been prevented from leaving and aiding Japan because Star and Stripe got killed. So they're not prepared to lose their best heroes uh, defending another nation. So they would rather uh, their people would stay them and stay there and protect them. Um, then die in Japan, apparently. Um, but uh, the starship, the not starship, but uh, the the jet fighter pilot guy is actually talking to all all might and um, the other police members uh, about what happened. And he says, "Star's death wasn't in vain. Each X six six we rode on, which is the the jets that they were riding on, holds data from the battle. They were." Both they were each recording biosignatures and analyzing every quirk during the fight. Hopefully that will that data will provide a lead. Um, so that's, they were one hundred percent financed by tax done. Yes, <laughs> as the rockets were. There we come. There we go again, man. Saving the world with our tax dollars. Fuck yeah. Anyway, uh, the next day, uh, which is basically two days after Midoriya returned to UA. Uh, All Might announces that uh, originally the tomorrow from the present, I guess, is uh, when Shigaraki would have had a perfect uh, body. But now that now he'll just be out of commission thanks to Star and Stripe's efforts. So now they'll use this time to their advantage and take down Shigaraki and all for one. This was a short chapter, 16 pages. I, was the last one short? Really? It felt longer than that. Right. I mean, there was a lot of uh, good detail. Um, I, I feel like uh, this was, in terms of exposition and all that stuff and uh, events happening, this was a pretty well-paced chapter, I would say. Um, I'm confused about it, certain though. Um, so it's over for the, um, for the, for the quirk? Which the quirk? New Order quirk? You yeah, can't. New Order is gone. It's gone. He can't give it out. Nope. Or he can't. He tried. He couldn't. 
because it was already getting like destroyed by so them. this was essentially a tool to buy some time and show it why also, they won't have help from the rest of the world it also handicapped shigaraki pretty hard and killed a couple of quirks yeah it served to nerf shigaraki for the most part uh or all for one in general because- i like how she called him john doe yeah, because nobody knows all for one's real name. Yeah, she was, that was some petty shit. She was like, yeah, so, well, since I'm obviously I don't know who the fuck you are, uh, I'm going to call you John Doe. Yeah. So whoever I'm talking to is always going to be a good guy here to smite you. Yeah, basically. I think I think this was a sick way to nerf Shigaraki. I mean, I cool. like, they did really good with this shit. Like, Hokoshi actually knocked her out the park. Oh, yeah. Because- he he had us thinking that Shigaraki was gonna be fucking OP and unstoppable with this new fucking quirk, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I, he perfectly subverted expectations by making it all a drawback instead of a instead of an upgrade. That was fucking that was really, really smart of him. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what, we were we were like kind of predicting stuff down the road that uh sh- um not Shigaraki, uh Horikoshi kind of uh, threw us for a loop for some things we got right though we knew that star stripe was going to be dead and in some way or another she would not have her quirk by the end of it but i i do appreciate it and it doesn't feel like a complete like waste of time or like a waste of story and star stripe didn't really feel like a wasted character because she did have a major impact on the story in that now all for one doesn't have as many quirks and is significantly weaker than where he started even with uh, Shigaraki's kind of like perfect body form, he'll probably be downgraded to a, a certain extent. And the scales yeah. are a little more even at this point. Because um, Midoriya right now would probably have zero chance against All for One if he had yeah. completely taken over his body. So now like, there's a little bit of a glimmer of hope. Um, and it's not entirely hopeless for him either because it's cool that like now he, has to, now he can like actually chase certain powers that he needs and he's basically starting from the midpoint i guess like he's not all the way in square one but he's 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 got to take stock and make more preparations and he knows that he can't exactly uh he can't exactly just go all out like he planned this might take a little longer now as a as a result um but yeah also um what this little mini arc also accomplished is that thing that Horikoshi's been doing for a while now, and it's like a constant shift in power, you know? Like, during during that uh, battle arc against Shigaraki and everybody, it was always like, holy shit, this is gonna be really bad for, for the heroes, and then the next chapter they'll swing back and turn it around. It's just a constant, like, back and forth. And Horikoshi, I think, he's starting to perfect that a little bit. Like um during that last arc, it was a little um it was a it was very um how do I say it wasn't as effective as this one just because this the the scale is a lot smaller and the battle is a lot more um more straightforward. So he was able to do that slap back and forth thing that he does all the time in a really, really good way. Um, it started off a little weak just because we didn't really um, know Stars and Stripes as a character. Like, when he first introduced her, I just thought she was just some fucking American asshole, you know? And yeah. um, as the chapters went on, you started to develop, like, an understanding for the character. And you actually, I don't know about you guys, but I actually ended up enjoying her 
by the end of it. And it's a shame that she got taken away um, before she could have, like, done more. But that was the point of, of that confrontation. Is that if she met with Deku, it would have been lights out. This shit would have been over on Japan. Yeah. So, I thought, I think, like, I think this chapter, the, these chapters were fucking sick. And I hope he does more with that. I feel like he could do more with that. Yeah. No, it was a good little condensed arc. Uh, I, I mean, you know, we, it's really funny because, like, over the past few weeks, you could see uh, me and Josh, like, growing on it, you know? Uh, it, like, we were both like, well, this is actually pretty good. And we started off just like you, Bray. We were like, uh, start straight. <laughs> it's America. America. But it was a, it was a lot of fun. Um, Josh, you had a question for us earlier today. Uh, would you care to ask it? Oh, how many months left of my hurricane? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I uh, hinted at this. like between 10 and 18 months. Whoa, that was a lot more generous than what you said during the pot before the pot. Excuse me. Bless you. Oh, man. See, I'm sneezing because <laughs> I'm changing up in my body. But, uh, <laughs> I think they can stretch fights and make certain situations that happen in like two days last almost an entire year in real life. So. Mm-hmm. Me, One Piece does it all the time. Another series does. So, my hero can too, but I don't think it's gonna exceed longer than like two years. I'm putting a hard deadline on it, no mm-hmm. longer than two years. I would say two years is a fair estimate. I think uh, I think it'll probably be around there too, because uh, I mentioned this a little earlier. But like, just like I said, Shigaraki is oh, all for one is now kind of like in the midpoint. He's lost a lot of quirks, and I know that he'll be like. I need a bunch more quirks before I can actually start to do shit. So this there's gonna yeah, be a probably lot. go on a hunt. Yeah, there'll probably be like kind of a hunt for quirks and a little bit of time. We have like a week now, so there'll probably be. I, I would love it if there was a little training arc for this one week instead of just blitzing after Shigaraki. Um, just a little rest in the action. Honestly, um, I think that's what the story really kind of needs. Is just a, you know a what I think is gonna happen the next arc. What. So the next arc is probably going to be uh, all for one going after some of the retired heroes quirks. Which some of the weakened and retired. Like uh, like the Power Fist dude. Or oh, Hammer yeah, Fist, yeah, whatever death, his name death, is. Death they could go after him. They could go after Miracle. They could go after even um, uh, what's his name? Shit, how do I forget his name? He's one of my favorite characters. Uh, the Teacher. Oh, Izawa? Yeah, Izawa. They could he could they could just start targeting heroes that aren't fully recovered from the battle and try to steal their quirks. Yeah, I could see that. In retaliation. Yeah, I could definitely see that. But um I agree with that. I don't know. I it feels weird cuz like I feel like all of those heroes would be heavily guard, guarded, so I think it would think better of that. But there would definitely I wouldn't be surprised if there wouldn't be like just a an absolute hunt for Quirk's arc when they're trying to protect people. Um, but yeah, no, those are my thoughts on My Hero Academia this week. Do you guys have any closing arguments? I think Brian's really on to something because um, me and Rhea 
you know, came up taking a whole bunch of notes and idolizing a lot of these heroes. So it'd be kind of fucked up and crazy if, like, Orphan was to take a lot of their abilities. Mm-hmm. But it would also make sense for me to read and know how to counter them, to study them for so long. Yeah. Uh, but very cool. Very cool chapter. Uh, I think it's time for us to, to move on, yeah? Yeah. Then let's yeah. go. Jujutsu Kaisen. Jujutsu. Jujutsu Kaisen. This is uh, Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 166, Tokyo Number One Colony Part Six. Um, last part. We le- <laughs> last we left off, uh, Higuruma uh, started a new trial for Itadori after he demanded a retrial, and uh, they charged him with the slaughter of a bunch of people in Shibuya. Um, that was actually orchestrated by Sukuna at the time. Uh, and Itadori, with his guilty-ass conscience, uh, he he, uh, he pled guilty. And uh, Judge Man, the cursed spirit, I guess, uh, within his domain, uh, is now about to follow up that sentence. Judge Lady. Judge Lady? What? Yeah. It's a Judge Lady. His name is Judge Man. It's a woman. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Lady Justice. Yeah, but this is Judge Man. That's that lipstick. That's fair. I mean, men can't wear lipstick, right, Josh? No, they cannot. <laughs> uh, Unless they want to be girl. <laughs> all right, ignorance is over. Yeah. And it looks really fucking scary. It probably is a man. Yeah. Um, this chapter starts off with a little flashback of... Uh, Higuruma being asked if he wants to be a judge, uh, and that's where we cut back to the present. Uh, to the present, as Judge Man is going crazy, just like guilty, confiscation, death penalty. Higuruma, uh, <laughs> he's fucking guilty. Uh, imagine a judge being this intense about a guilty verdict. <laughs> Whoa. Ooh. Somebody get your man. What the fuck is going <laughs> oh, on? I'll have what this judge is having. Uh, at that moment, uh, the death penalty is called, and Higuruma's hammer turns into an executioner's sword. Uh, this is the harshest sentence that uh, Judge Man can give out. Uh, basically, first confiscation removes the ability to use a curse technique. And cursed energy in Itadori's case. And then Higuruma receives the Executioner Sword. Without exception, anyone cut by the Executioner Sword will die. So he doesn't really even have to, like, slash you hard with this thing. He just has to kind of, like, poke you. He could just, like, give you a little paper cut. Yeah, and you're dead. And you die. This is a broken-ass ability because if you are found guilty, you have no means of really fighting back. Uh, the only unless way, you're a superhuman. Yeah, unless yeah, the only way you can if you're like a cursed womb child, like Itadori, but Megumi would not survive. Uh, no, he would have lost yeah. for sure, absolutely without a question. Yeah. Um, inside uh of Higuruma's mind, he's just talking about how, like, to empathize with human emotions. To un- means to understand their weakness, the weakness of the victim, the weakness of the accused. Day after day after day, I was fed up with it. Ugly. And that's what I thought of ev- thought every time I tried to help another person. And that includes you, Itadori. 
uh, and he starts like going off about how like everybody, all people are weak and ugly. There's nothing more to it. Even if you shine a light, all you see is more emptiness before you. Itadori doesn't really like hear this shit because he just starts running, and he throws a a ton of fucking chairs from the audience uh, out at uh, Higuruma, uh, causing him to have to evade and dodge. Um, he sees uh, the Itadori sweater just flying in the wind. Uh, Itadori is like masked himself behind the chairs like a ninja. And uh, once Higuruma takes notice of him, he throws his scarf, uh, blinding Higuruma, does a cool side swipe kick. Uh, but Higuruma like jumps. He like does a slick like, Phew! uh, and at that point we cut back to the present where, uh, the past, I mean, in, uh, Higuruma's flashback where he declines, um, his judge, like the question about whether he's going to be a judge. And the guy ha- asks, may I ask why? And he thinks people are weak and ugly. So that's why he's incredibly biased and he doesn't really think highly of human beings at that point um so you know as he's thinking on this he starts to think about why itadori confessed to the crime uh apparently he knows uh the information judgment submits as evidence is shared with the sorcerer before opening so he kind of knew exactly what was in the envelope i thought uh didn't he mention that he wouldn't know what was inside or unless it was like right before he opens it he gets told what it is. Um, I definitely don't remember. Yeah. Um, but in any case, the evidence that was submitted in the charge was about the demon inside of him, about Sukuna. Cause they, like, so Judgment knows that Itadori didn't really kill him, uh, kill everyone. So he, he's just like, why? Why? And then he dispels his cursed technique and takes a fucking gut check by Itadori uh, sending him flying about like, I don't know, 20 yards. <laughs> uh, it is not good. And, uh, Itadori is confused thereafter. Um, and we hear a bunch of, uh, lawyer mumbo jumbo talking about how the absence of reason and or control signifies non compost mentis. Uh, and he mentions that lawyer mumbo jumbo, lawyer mumbo jumbo. <laughs> um, he says that Sukuna possessed your body. In other words, you couldn't control yourself. So you didn't abandon self-control voluntarily. You're innocent. Um, and Idura is like, it's still my fault because I'm still, I'm, I'm too weak. Um, and he asked Higuruma why he dispelled his technique. And uh, Higuruma's like, I remember why I got into law in the first place. Uh, to help people, I guess. He's just like to help weak people. And he's kind of lost sight of that. But uh, Itadori kind of seems to have reminded him. Um, He tells Itadori to pull up a seat and put his clothes back on. uh, Because he is going to give Itadori the 100 points. Uh, Hell yeah. Let's go, Higuruma. Um, Let's go. So at that moment, uh, as Itadori is putting on his hoodie, uh, Higuruma asks him, Have you ever killed anyone of your own will? And Itadori is like, Yes. Higuruma goes, I see. Didn't it feel awful? As we cut back to what seems to be that one court case where he summoned the judgment in the first place. And he sees the, and he's laying before the bash skulls of, I guess, the lawyer and the judge that was presiding the case. 
uh, and that's where the chapter ends. Um, wow. I mean, I called it, <laughs> but I think this is pretty uh, easy one to call. I'm not going to yeah. give myself too much credit. But uh, I, I really like this arc, and I'm I I so love Higuruma. Uh, if we haven't made it abundantly clear, he was just like such a fun addition to the cast, and I hope he really sticks around. I hope nobody just tragically kills Higuruma right before. Yo, if he gets killed off, I'm gonna have an attitude. <laughs> yeah, because Jujutsu Kaisen is a series where you genuinely don't know. Uh, it's, it really is one of those series where like people just drop, and you're like, fuck. I like that person. <laughs> Nobara was like example number one. Nanami. So many people are gone. It's kind of wild. Um, but yeah, uh, this was also the audience really good chapter of the week. Uh, Ooh, certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. And I'll tell you what, it's uh, this is actually probably the first time Jujutsu Kaisen's ever won the audience RGC poll. So, good for y'all. <laughs> um, yeah. This is a good chapter to give it to. Yeah, I would say so. Um, but, yeah, I, I had a great time with this. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts of uh, Jujutsu Kaisen? Um, I can't help but think how you were absolutely correct over there that Megumi would have got Demolished. <laughs> that would have been him. He would have been the third body right there in that picture, off yeah. to the side. Yeah, <laughs> with his demon dog <laughs> dead, with X eyes and his tongue out. This Megumi slander is crazy. I like Megumi. Yeah, I would like to think that Megumi would also confess to the crime if he felt he was guilty. So I would see this happening as well with him. I would like to think that Higuru is going to meet a bunch of people who are like super cool, and he's going to be like, "Let's be a Jujutsu Kaisen squad." Uh, mm. <laughs> I would love that. You guys give me hope in humanity, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, Brian, <laughs> do you have any thoughts on uh, Jujutsu Kaisen? Um, it kind of went the way I expected it would go, but still doesn't take away from the fact that it's still pretty good. Yeah. Um, like I said, Jujutsu Kaisen hasn't really disappointed me in a very, very, very long time. It's always a fun chapter, even though it's not always the best. You can always depend on a good time when you're reading Jujutsu Kaisen. Always. Yeah, sure. yeah good consistent. It's the most series. consistent. I feel like it's the most consistent manga in Shonen Jump right now. Yeah, I would say so. I'm always very excited to read Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, it's a very, very fun series. Love it. I've been collecting the manga volumes and I think I've like caught up. It's officially made my bookshelf, which is a Hall it's... of Famer series type in my mind. Uh, if I oh, If I have to have the solid books in my house, then you've made it to my personal uh, story hall of fame. Uh, but in any case, I think that's it for uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, short and sweet. Uh, had a good time reading it. Uh, let us proceed onward. Black Clover. This is Black Clover chapter 314. Uh, hold on. <laughs> it was stuck on the last page for me. Uh, 314, The Mass. Hmm. Uh, we open with Mario Leona. Huh? By Jim Carrey? Oh, no. Not The Mask. The Mass. Like church. Uh. Like, ah, oh, man. Uh, 
But yeah, we open up with Maria Leona fighting the giant demon thing, which I forgot this was happening. TBH. Yeah, that was a little while ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a quite a. This was like months ago. This is when like they first got to the Spade Kingdom. Um, but yeah, she basically like one shots this fucking monster. Uh, <laughs> pretty cool, I guess. Uh, it just falls to the ground, and then she uh, she lands uh in front of the Spade Kingdom wizards and is like, "Let's clean up the rest." Cool. Cool, I guess. Yeah, pretty good. Not gonna have a problem with that. Yeah, neither do I. Um, so last we left off, the entirety of the Black Bulls have arrived to save Captain Yami in a big old ch- uh, friendship chapter, and now this chapter proceeds. Yay! Yay! With uh, Lucifero talking through Morris, who is dead, I guess. Uh, he's actually he's. Oh, dead. he's about to be. Yeah. Um, so he squeezes the rings out the last of his magical energy. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So I guess Morris gets one of these. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. I I, I got to use the soundboard more. It's hard to keep uh, con- cognizant of it. <laughs> um, but in any case, uh, Lucifero is just like, rah, 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 thank you for your service, human. He starts talking. He's using his forehead mouth. And he's he's just like, I've opened up the second level of hell, so now I can uh, interfere with the. Yeah. He, he can I I can interfere with the low level devils from the underworld, and now that it's open with the second level, I can combine these devils from the first two levels to make one giant monster that he can manifest. I guess. So this whole big thing is Lucifero. In a giant monster form, I guess until. Oh, so it's not like just some creature he's puppeteering. That is him. I right guess. Now. I guess he's in it, but like it's not him. Him, you know, like because yeah, yeah, you have to open the last door. So I guess he's just like inhabiting this thing so he can stall for time until his gate opens and he can come out. Uh, so big old giant monster thing. They need to take Yami out of there, man. So that. They should have stopped running. Yeah. But everybody's being uh, crushed by gravity magic because I guess the Lucifero can do that. Uh, the entirety of the Black Bulls use all of their magic to uh, to basically, I guess, uh, change the matter of the Black Bull headquarters and to make it to a giant thing. Like, basically use all of the brick and mortar around uh, from the actual castle onto the Black Bulls headquarters to make an even gianter uh, Black Bulls headquarter mech uh, to the point where it can just like punch this thing in the mouth. And it was like, get lost already. Big two page spread of this giant headquarters mech punching the shit out of uh, Lucifero. And that's where this chapter ends. It's a lot of two page spread, uh, very art heavy. Um, we basically it's explained they had a teeth, they all got knocked out. Yeah. Uh, this was also a shorter chapter, 16 pages. Um, I mean, I guess this was cool. Uh, it feels like there, uh, there it, it's a lot of buildup and a lot of like big uh, set pieces uh, art-wise. So uh, I, honestly, I respect the level of, uh, of artwork, with particularly with the two-page spread where all the demons are coming out. That's a lot of detail yeah. to take into account of and a lot of figures. I mean, even in that picture with Yami, 
um, and it shows him almost suffocated in the sea of demons. It, it's it's crazy how many of them like he, he put like right above him. Yeah, like, right above that panel that close up to his face. Yeah. Um, as far as plot goes, like there is a significant movement, but nothing like super, not a ton to like really analyze. So it really is just like a work of uh, mostly having the art carry for a chapter which it does uh tabata has turned into quite the artist honestly uh, i've said it before i think his art is like drastically improved from uh where black clover started oh yeah so yeah. And i agree with that so very respectful um had a good time with this chapter but a uh, whole not a whole lot to really talk about so um with that being said i suppose we can move onward yeah let's go uh undead unluck this is undead unluck chapter 88 uh i also had this on the last page 88 uh swear by my heart uh last we left off uh fuko had been uh dropping little touches of unluck onto spring and uh now her strategy for winning uh, the Karuta game, the second of the three games that they've been playing this whole time, is in full effect. Uh, over the uh, spring is like, unluck affects those who you love and them alone. So why why is it working on me? I'm just an UMA. Hey, nigga, we done told you like 12 fucking times. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man. I love you, man. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. I love you. I'm oh. not gonna stop loving you. Got nothing but love for you, broski. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Spring can't believe it. He's just like absolute drivel. I'll make it a no way. I'll make that abundantly clear. My next turn. Uh, and then over the course of the game, Fuko has just been one-sidedly like causing unluck incidents to happen to Spring. Uh, Yo, she started wild and you were right. Yeah, it's pretty. It's like once he gets charged up, that's it. It's like hang, 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 hang. I'm luck, I'm luck. L. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, he's basically like both beings shall be bound to negate each other, so that the mortal world shall manage to keep going around. Yes, though, for those are the very things decreed by God. Or those are the rules. And Fuko's like, if those are the rules, then why are you in so much pain? And Fuko <laughs> must have fell in love with Dak Prescott last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that INT was definitely like her touching him before he left onto the field. That last one, right? Yeah, he was just like, don't touch me anymore. Because <laughs> he threw two. Oh, yeah. Uh. Fuko, why did you have to love me? Why do you have to be so kind-hearted? It's really funny. Um, so now they're down to the last card. And Spring is like, there it is. That's the last card. But you know what? No matter what happens to me, no matter what unluck befalls me, I will keep my legs moving. And Fugo's like, I see. That card is meant for you. No, it's meant to kill the UMA bound by God that you've become with a stroke of unluck. And... um. As Billy starts to read the final card, they both start to run at it, and the the 
the reading on the card that says on a spring on a day in spring those unbreakable teachings that i came to learn spring starts to have a flashback about how he wanted to play with the villagers way back in the day uh and he's talking with un- the former unbreakable about this and uh he's like i want to play with the humans but everybody hates me uh everybody associates spring with bad luck it looks like uh seeming as He's uh, made a name for himself as the blossom of demon of misfortune. Um, so, you know, he's not uh, having a good time. And Unbreakable's like, here's what we're going to do. Right now, Ido is thrown out of, walk be- uh, out of whack because of the Tobaku. So I'm going to stop it with my Unbreakable. And this bloodless siege of the capital will mark the start of a new chapter of Japan. Your cherry blossoms will also be there at the heart of it. And everyone far and wide will fall in love with spring. Um, and at that moment, we cut back to the present as Fuko touches the card and wins the game, basically. Uh, at that point, tears just start streaming down from Spring's face. He's like, oh, 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 <laughs> uh, giant crying man. He's actually really sad. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, he's genuinely very upset. And he's just like, whoa. And then, like, look at Fuko, because she understands exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I'm sorry. Twas God that took me over so that I would take you and then kill you. And then he, I guess, goes into his final form as God takes over him. And he's like, I shall not do it. I shall kill man no longer. And he begs Fuko to kill him. And so begins the grand finale as the chapter ends there. Um, wow. RGC. Whoa, RGC. Oh, geez. Uh, my mouse is not working. But once it is, there you go. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Um, damn, this chapter was really good as far as... Uh, Subtleties within the art and the panels go. Um, one was I thought that was kind of funny, but I thought about it a little bit more, and I thought it was actually kind of deep. I mean, if you go all the way back to page one, there's these two panels, right, sandwiched between these larger ones of uh, Andy and Billy, like standing next to each other. Mm-hmm. On the one on the right side, you got Andy kind of just like looking. So because they look exactly the same, but in one of them, Andy's like looking at Billy, and in the next one, he he just goes back to looking at Fuko. Now this was right after this nigga just got zapped by a fucking bolt of lightning, and she won a card. Mm-hmm. Now Billy was talking all that shit about oh, what's her true strength and et cetera, et cetera, blah 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 blah. I thought it was a nice touch that instead of Andy like. Trying to be like, oh, like, look at you now. Like, uh, I'm sure you respect the power. Look at that. He didn't even say nothing, you know. He just stood quiet. Yeah. So let's really kind of, like, watch it for himself. I don't know. I thought that was thought that was cool. And um, in these last panels, man, uh, when it was shown Spring Sorrow, our guy was forcing him, you know, forcing him into this conflict. Mm-hmm. I think that what... I touched on it before about like what maybe like the bigger message of this series is going to be as far as what God represents. I, but um, I think I think it's going to be. I can't even formulate like 
like thoughts, man. I, th- I, I think that end is going to be way deeper than we think. Oh, yeah. This was a mostly lighthearted series that, you know, I guess taught certain lessons through empathy or whatever and, and trying hard in friendship, etc. But, I mean, look what he was saying. He, hold on, hold on. It, it was God that had taken me over, so that I would take you and then kill you. Oh, God, I shall not do it. I shall kill man no longer. I mean, that's pretty heavy stuff it, it, for a manga. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Those aren't... I don't, to me, it comes off more than just him speaking of this character in this series, but more like him feeling like he's forced to do something he wished he didn't have to mm-hmm. because of... You know this this oppression, this this over this over you know this this ruler, whatever. My thoughts are kind of everywhere with this, but I, I I can't wait to see how this series wraps up. Yeah, I think. Well, we... at least how this this at least this part of it. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I have no idea what uh, the overall like message of the series is. Uh, but I'm very, also very curious. I, God is obviously not going to be just like man in the sky with a beard type God. Um, I don't know. It'll, it'll be very interesting to see what the fuck he's doing. He's <laughs> like, what, what is this whole thing even about? Um, but I have been enjoying Undead and Luck quite a bit so far. It is, uh, it's really grown quite, quite a bit. Uh, it, it's grown, you know, it's become like something more than when it started, which was just like a fun, creative battle manga into probably a way deeper series than it has any right to be, honestly. Um, but with that being said, that's all I got to say about Undead Unluck. Are y'all ready to move onward? Yeah. Let's go. Boruto. This is Boruto chapter 64, Control. Uh, last we left off, Code is uh, squaring up with Boruto and Kawaki. Uh, they're, they've been fighting for a while after Boruto managed to slip uh, the sensory ninja in Naruto. And uh, in the midst of the battle, uh, Boruto has seemingly gone into his, uh, his Otsutsuki form. Uh, and everybody's worried that Momoshiki is actually coming out to play this time. But uh, it turns out at the start of this chapter, it's already confirmed that Boruto is still in control here. Um, and they, he just jumps off into battle and starts battling Code. Uh, Code is like, whoa, I see he's stronger. And then he does the claw mark thing, putting, I guess, a studded Ferragamo on Boruto, warping through his shoulder. It's such a weird power, uh, and warping out through a tree. Um, it's a lot of action. There's this really cool moment where like, uh, Code manifests a claw through uh, the Ferragamo on um, Boruto's shoulder and starts slashing the shadow clones that Boruto has created. But uh, Boruto grabs onto it. He has the shadow clone also come in and grab onto the arm and just yank Code out of Boruto's shoulder. Uh, And the battle continues onward. It was pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Code is uh, starts talking to Ada. Is like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> uh, and uh, Ada's like, I wonder if it's an effect of Amato's meds. I can't really tell what's going on inside Boruto's body, but he seems to be able to channel Momoshiki's power. And um, 
He's like, meds? Hmm. I don't like it. Hmm. Uh, back with Naruto, he is just informing Ino to hone in on uh, Boruto's chakra instead of Kawaki so because uh, Boruto ran off. So if Boruto is going to find Kawaki, they're better off like tracing his chakra. Um, he's got a couple shadow clones helping out with that shit. The dumb sensory ninja is like, oh, I'm sorry, Lord Seven. I swear I had my eyes on him. And Naruto's just like, what's done is done. <laughs> So hurry up and search for Boruto. Um, at that point, that's when Shikamaru comes in. Um, and uh, he's like, look, I've come here to help you out. I'm not going to let you go after Code alone. You're not the protagonist anymore, Naruto. You can die now. Uh, and Naruto's like, all right. Uh, Hinata comes out as well. Is like, Naruto, I want to go with you too. And Naruto's like, no, you stay here with Himawari. And, you know, keep her safe and all that stuff. Um, so what are you, dumb? <laughs> yeah, this is a man's job. <laughs> you can't come. Uh, Himawari is just like, you'll bring back Papa safely. You'll bring back uh, Boruto and Kawaki, right? And uh, Naruto's like, of course. Have you forgotten who your dad is as he transforms into his sage mode? And I'm like, yes, sage mode. It's been a while. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. It's been a while since we've seen just the Sage Mode. It's pretty cool. Bro, Sage Mode is beast enough, man. No, I love Sage Mode. I'm saying like it's been a while since we've only seen him in his yeah. Sage Mode form. Without like the Night Tail Fox form also merged with it. Um Meanwhile, back at the battle, uh Boruto tries to absorb the claw marks that uh Kawaki leaves behind, but he can't because it's close enough to, I guess, karma, I guess, but it's not really. You know, whatever. He can't do it. Um, and uh, basically, Boruto's like, whatever. Let's just focus on taking him down because that'll solve everything, right? Um, I mean, Karma can only absorb, you know, chakra, not leather belts, <laughs> leather designer belts. You know yeah, what I'm not, saying? It can't absorb Ferragamos. That's for sure. Uh, this is a good advertisement for Ferragamo, honestly. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of over it. Kind of over giving them free shout outs. Yeah, for sure. But I, it's it's the funniest way to explain what these things are. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he's like, uh, wow, you've gotten really strong. Uh, you can't. He, he talks about how, like, no matter what the effect of the meds that Amato gave him, they can't actually get rid of uh, Momoshiki. At some point, he's, uh, he's still going to have to come with to terms with the fact that he's an Otsusuki now and beyond. So, you know, all that matters is that you can be fed from a... I can feed you to my cool chakra tree thing. So, <laughs> I don't care. Uh, so, at that point, uh, Code teleports uh, behind Kawaki and takes him alive, and he's like, this is fun, Uzumaki Boruto. I'll see you soon. Uh, Boruto tries to run at him and save Kawaki. Uh, but Kawaki does a shadow clone jutsu, uh, freeing up one of uh, Code's hands as Boruto comes in with a Rasengan and forces uh, Code to retreat, basically. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> pretty cool moment. Um, Code is starting to lose his patience and he's just like, uh, I'm going to just obey me, damn it. And Boruto's like, no, 
He hasn't had to try this hard in a long time. Yeah, he's very mad. He's like, oh, you guys are harder than those goons that I solo-doloed earlier. Uh, at that point, that's when Naruto uh, hones in on Kawaki's chakra uh, or Code's chakra. I don't know. Or oh, Boruto's chakra. Sorry. Boruto. Uh, Boruto. Uh, faster than all the sensory ninja. <laughs> uh, and uh, basically, he's like, I know where Boruto is. We're going to head over there now. And um, this is a cool panel, honestly, where like Boruto standing on the on the edge of the the building with the two shadow clones in the back, doing the cool hand signal thing. I thought this was a cool panel. Um, yeah, it was pretty. But in any case, Shikamaru and Naruto run off. Uh, Shikamaru is constantly like, just relax, <laughs> don't do anything crazy, Naruto. Uh, and Naruto's like, I know. Uh, he he also explains that he can. Uh, uphold uh, the sage form a lot longer than he used to be able to. So that's pretty cool. There being that much of a limit on it, but I guess it's, it's been a long time. Well, he got out of when he fought pain. He uh, he exited the form like midway. I know that like it got off of him like midway through. He wasn't sage form the whole time. Oh, uh, he lost it. Yeah, he was losing that fight. I, I remember. Yeah, before Hinata came, like right before Hinata came in, that's when uh, the sage form dispelled. That's as much as I remember. Um, but anyway, back to the battle with Kawaki and Code. They are basically exchanging blows left and right. Um, it's it's pretty even up to this point. Uh, after uh, Code manages to evade a vanishing Rasengan, uh, he's just like, damn, this is a bit of a close call. I'll have to watch out for those vanishing Rasengans. Uh, so... At that point, he's like, cheap tricks won't work on me. Uh, Boruto's like, all right, well, I guess we'll have to go all out. And then he just collapses to his knees, uh, clutching his chest as he gets out of his uh, karma form. And uh, he seems to... Just having a heart attack. Yeah. He's Just going into cardiac arrest. Yeah. He's not having a great time right now. And that's where the chapter ends. Um, I really like this chapter of Boruto. I thought the action was really fun, uh, inventive. Yeah. Very cool, I would say. Uh, Code's power, we uh, it, it's odd, but uh, it is really cool the way he uses it and the way it's, like, emerging. You know, it's a unique way. It's different. Yeah. yeah. You uh, get a lot of points for being different. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't imagine what's going to happen next in Boruto, uh, whether it's Kawaki that gets taken or Boruto or if neither of them get taken. but Or both. Or both. <laughs> yeah, who knows, man? <laughs> I, I have or Naruto. no, I have no fucking idea. I think uh, I, all I know is that this was a really good one. I, I had a great time. Uh, Maybe Shikamaru get taken. Oh my god, no, <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, that guy looks pretty smart. Take him. <laughs> are you a Kawaki? <laughs> are you a genius? Want to come Kawaki. with me? <laughs> are you a lazy genius? Do you want to come with me and uh, come with my evil plans? Like I becomes an <laughs> I want that <laughs> Hey, bro, you got a smoke? I got a pack right here of Marlboro Reds. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I don't have any more thoughts on Boruto. Do you guys have any uh, closing arguments? Closing arguments? I would. I, don't, I wouldn't say that. Not arguments. I guess that was the wrong word. <laughs> nah, bro. Um, fun chapter. Yeah. 
Well, with that being said, let's move onward. Dragon Ball Super. Time to go Super Saiyan God Destruction mode. <laughs> no eyebrows. No eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh oh my God, this is Dragon Ball Super Chapter 78, Gas's Wish. Holy shit. What a chapter. Oh my. <laughs> oh my. This was almost RGC off the strength of like pure <laughs> irony. Like, like this would have been the most ironic RGC ever. And I try not to give ironic RGCs because I wouldn't want to make ones I actually enjoy. That's fair. Not ones full yeah, we got to keep the integrity of the RGCs, you know. No, I didn't give it to this, but oh shit. It gets an honorary. I was one. not expecting this. Okay, so let's get into it. Um, the uh, the heaters are just flying around this this planet looking for Dragon Balls and stuff, uh, and they get word that Granola and uh, Goku and Vegeta have stopped fighting because some old Namekian popped up and stopped the fighting, and Elec is like, "Oh God, and Monido." <laughs> I hate this fucking guy. Okay, Monado. Oh my god. Oh my god. What does Gas say? Let's go kill them all. Dude, I to say that <laughs> no I no hesitation. I actively laughed out loud when he's just because <laughs> like it, it's not even the flow of conversation. He's like, oh my god, it's fucking Monado. And then I just like the idea of Gas turning around. I was like, let's kill them all. Yeah. <laughs> like, is, is that enough? Is, is that, that a good enough reason? Yes. As his default response, it's just like, let's kill them all. Uh, <laughs> like a kid that wants to eat McDonald's. Like when you act, when you ask a kid, oh, what do you want to eat? And they're just like, McDonald's. Let's go to McDonald's. Nuggets. Um, you know? Murder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, they're like, good idea, Gas. Go kill them all. This time they finally say... Because the mad times he's like, oh, just let me add a boss. Just let me add him. I can take the boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All these times. And then he's like, yes, guys, go. He he couldn't believe it. He's like, well, really? He, he was frozen in disbelief and said, look at his eyes in the next. Okay. When she says, and we're off, and he says, yeah. get it done. He's like, Gas is like. You actually word? letting me go. What? <laughs> you never let me do this. You never let me slaughter our enemies. <laughs> He's so stoked. Uh, it's so funny, man. Okay, so I guess they... Uh, well, at, before they go, Alex says that I'll see that your wish is fulfilled. And Gas is like, I'm fine just the way I am. Uh, he's like, don't be silly. This is the only way to f- surefire uh, way to achieve our goals. All our plans rely on you. You know that? And Gas is like, yes, I knew. So they fly away. Alec is like, yeah, time for me to make a wish. Um, meanwhile, back at the back with Goku and Vegeta, uh, Granola is like, what? Alec is the one who murdered my mom. Why did you fucking tell me? Uh, and he's like, I don't know. You got to understand it was the only way for us to survive. Uh, and Goku's just like, let's hear him out. Um, and uh, he talk. Uh, Vegeta is like, well, did Bardock win? And um, he's, <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, that's uh, that's, that's how we survived. And um, Vegeta's like, whoa, Bardock was a low class warrior. Was Gas just? He was. He was pretty lame. Was Gas just weak? 
<laughs> and uh, he's like, no, just the opposite. Gas was very strong. But and at that moment, they get interrupted by the sky darkening. And you know what time it is. Uh, the two star dragon appears and is oh. like, you have collected the two dragon balls. State your wish. Um, and I guess he makes his wish off screen and he's like, the darkness is gone. What was that about? And then all of a sudden, Vegeta and Goku. Like queen. Wait, outside of the, yeah, I said uh, the dragon looks <laughs> like Queen outside of the brontosaurus. Yeah, he looks like Queen from the neck up, I guess. <laughs> uh, when he launches himself out. Yeah. Um. Big snake. Big snake man. So <laughs> uh, Vegeta and Goku just suddenly sense some massive energy. He's like, "What is this en- enormous power signature?" Uh, and. It arrives, and it turns out that uh, the girl heater, I forget her name, and the big fat heater guy, I forget his name, uh, arrive, and um, they're like, it's time to take out the trash. Uh, Presenting the actual strongest warrior in the universe, and guess who arrives but Gas in a like taller, he's like seven feet tall now, it looks like, Uh, and he is slim. He's jacked. He's got a body to die for now, apparently. Yeah, man. I mean, he's a he's a full person now. <laughs> he's a fully grown person now. Uh, and everybody's like, "Whoa, is that really gas?" And they're like, "I feared as much. They must have used the two the Dragon Balls." Um, and they're like, "Wait, there are Dragon Balls in this planet?" And Grunel's like, "Yes, this is how I became the strongest in the universe." And, <laughs> Yeah. Former strongest in well, the universe. Actually. I mean, pretty much. Uh, at that point, that's when. Yeah, I, I cheated. Okay, so <laughs> Gas gets into gets into it real fast. He does a cool uh, like finger beam thing, cuts the sh- uh, granola ship in half. He can apparently materialize weapons, and he like. I don't know what this weapon's called. A a quad a quadent, because a trident would be three. A quadrant. A four-pronged spear. Yeah, and he just like chucks it at Granola, impaling him against Monaito's house. Or oh, wait, uh, upon the halved ship that he they just broke. Uh, and <laughs> the first thing Gas says is, "I never liked you." <laughs> you gotta love Gas and his uh, his bluntness. Uh, he's like going full-blown Your hater. Bitch. On Gornola. You a bitch. <laughs> yeah, you a bitch. I provided enough muscle for the heaters. You are not needed. This is how I peace gas right now. <laughs> he's finally wolf- able to- He's Wolverine about to go surfing level at peace. Oh, what an adamantium surfboard! Oh! <laughs> uh, oh my god, what a trip. I can't believe we read that. Yeah. <laughs> can't believe that was put on fucking vapor. Oh yeah, and digitally copied and distributed to all of us. I th- I had a good time with it. <laughs> These guys, they they do drugs. They make <laughs> comics. Well, that's the best way to do comics. That's cool. That's that's what's up. Yeah. Um, Goku gets enough. Goku gets like trapped with giant cube weights that uh that he also materializes. Um. And he's like, you must be that Saiyan son. That would explain the familiar face. Does his father still live? And Vegeta's like, no. 
That whole generation. Nah. Everybody dead. <laughs> We're the, the only freezer ones. actually smoked all of them. <laughs> and um, he's just like... This guy doesn't even... He's just, like, oh. Uh, okay. I see. Bummer. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Axe. <laughs> Makes a giant axe. And he, and he's At like, the trap in Goku, he goes the like, thing in Goku within yeah. these blocks. Like, jeez, I guess he's hurt from the previous battle, so he's like, it's hard for him to get out. Yeah, and right before he's about to bring this axe down on Goku, he gets shot from behind by Granola, who I guess Monaito took off the uh, the four pronged steel uh, spear and uh, manages to blast him. He's like, the title of the strongest belongs to me. So then Gas just materializes a mace and just <laughs> beats the flying fuck out of Granola. Uh, and he called Cap on that. He did not like that. And the girl heater is like, you idiot. Gas's wish came after yours, which makes him stronger. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my fucking God. What? It's true. Yes, logically, I guess it tracks, but I can't believe that people are just going to start layering this wish. One way, like, <laughs> no, I'm the strongest yeah, in the universe. Now, in theory, somebody else could just be like, "I'm the strongest in the universe now," and then gas is no longer the strongest <laughs> in the universe. Yeah, that's exactly what could happen if they find the Dragon Balls and do that. I don't know. Am I over or am I overreacting, or is that ridiculous? <laughs> no. See, that would end up being a quirk singularity because they're going to get so strong to the point that it ends the universe. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's Monado is going to go find the Dragon Balls and become the strongest in the universe. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't with this because it's just like the idea that like somebody could just wish to be the strongest, kind of like. I mean, cheapens. there's ramifications for it, though. Sure, because the only ramification is really that somebody else can come in and wish to be the strongest, and then you're no longer the strongest. No, no, no. You the ramification the is balls. You, you also have to give up something. Oh, you give this. up your life. Remember? Sure. Oh, that's OD. Oh, they, oh, he violated. Did you see how he... Wow. So this nigga wished for gas to be strong so his lifespan would get cut and not this nigga. That's fucked up, yo. I just put that together. Is that what they said? Think about it. No, but Elect probably made him stronger instead of himself because oh, you he didn't want his lifespan to get cut. No, I would figure that he would have to cut his the guy who... I figure the guy who gets the strength would have to give up the lifespan for it. That's what I'm saying. Elect... Oh, I see him. what you mean. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, yeah. So he made gas the strongest, so he wouldn't have to take that uh, that L on his lifespan. Yeah, that's smart, I guess. <laughs> what if like gas only has like two days to live? <laughs> like you were supposed to live a week, and now you have three <laughs> days. Left. You have three point five days left. <laughs> so yeah, you did a little too much in that fight. Yeah. Oh, all those constructs you made, all that extra shit, yeah, burning hours. Yeah, um, at that point, uh, Monaito seems to vanish Gas's uh, constructs, which I guess he can do. Uh, 
and Goku's like, whoa, thanks a bunch. And he also heals Goku to an extent. Uh, meanwhile, Gas just continues to beat the brakes off of uh, off of Granola. Meanwhile, we get a little flashback as to what happened, really. Um, Granola, this whole time, like when he was a kid, he's just been training. And in the background, you see uh, Alec and, and Gas looking so angry. Just like, oh, I don't like right. you. And he's like, so he's the bounty hunter who's been making waves. Uh, and he basically, Monado basically works out a, a plea after revealing that he didn't tell uh, uh, Granola that Alec was the one who killed his family because he didn't want uh, Granola to just go off as a child and seek revenge on Alec and get himself killed. Yeah, that makes sense. So, you know, he's like, well, good. Well, keep your mouth shut because the second you blab, both of your lives are over. Both of y'all. Um, and both he, of these. And that's when uh, Granola is enlisted to be the bounty hunter for Alec. So, there you go. <laughs> There's your answer. Uh, and Monado's like, I think I made the cho- wrong choice back then. It would have been better to die than serve Alec. And Goku's like, nah, man, you did what you had to do to survive. Um, uh, Monado's just beating himself up. He's like, I don't even live up to being a Namekian. I can't even restore your energy. Um, yeah, he's like real down on himself. Yeah, and it's okay, buddy. <laughs> you're old. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, you're fucking Nathan, bro. I mean, thanks for even Trying. having the courage to not run away. Yeah. Imagine not going to the Supreme Comic Guru before... Leaving your before leaving Namek, what a loser! Guru, no, they're like uh, canonically, there are just several Namekian communities across the stars. Apparently, this is just one of them that he was a part of. But in any case, uh, Goku remembers that they still have a sensu bean, so he turns over to Vegeta. He's like, "Hey, do you have that sensu bean?" And Vegeta's like. Nah, I kind of got lost in the moment and tossed my armor away, and that's where my sensu bean was. <laughs> uh, Vegeta was like, "Oh, god damn it!" <laughs> um, so he tells Vegeta to go back and find the armor and get the sensu bean, and uh, he'll let Vegeta finish off this battle. Which I was like, "Yeah, let Vegeta right. do something." Like, uh, hell yeah, that's Goku saying, "Nah, you're gonna finish this." Yeah, I'm into <laughs> it. I was into it. And then Vegeta flies off. Uh, Goku's going to hold off uh, Gas while he can. Uh, he turns out to be no match for him because, of course, Gas is the strongest warrior in the universe right now. And Goku's already pretty right. beaten uh, and tired from the battle. Um, meanwhile, Vegeta returns with the Sensu Bean. Uh, he's about to eat it, but then he grips it in his hands and flies away. Uh, he finds Granola, who's lying on the ground. and He wakes him up. He's like... <laughs> Rise and shine, Granola. Eat this. And he's like, what is it? And he's like, it will restore your energy. Uh, now eat it. And <laughs> Granola's like, wait, you had that the whole time and you didn't eat it? And he's like, no, I'm not a pussy. But you are. Take it. <laughs> yeah, right. So be you the type. So hey. Yeah, I'm not a little bitch like you, Granola. You take it. Um, and he says, your revenge must be satisfied. No, so settle this grudge with your own strength. And that's where the chapter ends. Um, I mean, RGC. 
Whoa, Brian's RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Pretty impressed. Yeah, Vegeta. Vegeta's just too good, man. Vegeta, I just love Vegeta so much. I will He's say, just bad now. he I, just brings a new. Uh, he just brings a good element to this story. Like he just saves Dragon Ball Super in so many ways. Um, like he could have easily just taken that shit and then be the hero of the story, right? But would have been nice. Uh, he put his pride aside and. Um, that alone is like a pretty cool moment for him because he could have he could have easily done it. He could have been like, "Yep, I'm going to be ultra ego now. I'm going to come in. I'm going to fuck shit up." But he knew this wasn't his battle to win. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think this was a very interesting moment for Vegeta, and I think the reason he hard carries Dragon Ball Super is because he's the only character that's still evolving. You know, he's the only character that really has like development to his character like goku's development is now kind of superficial and external with the forms that he's reaching unless something changes which i'm very open to but vegeta is no i doubt it goku's i feel like goku's character is always going to be the same and it's up to vegeta to carry the more complex parts of the story i, I don't disagree i'm just saying i hope i hope that's not the case uh I I mean you know because there's potential for Goku to grow. There's there's something about the uh, the philosophies of the Ultra Ego and Ultra Instinct that uh, shouts for development. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's different sides of development that could be uh, very interesting going forward. But Vegeta is is always just changing and growing, and Goku's kind of reached his apex in my opinion. Like you know, like he peaked a long time ago, <laughs> like. It's kind of hard to, I mean, I don't even know if it's like hard to develop his character further because they could, but I don't think Toriyama has any particular interest in doing so. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's almost not his story anymore. Uh, It's only his story by virtue of the fact that he kind of finishes every battle, but you know, he doesn't get like the hardcore. Yeah. He doesn't get the hardcore internal development that Vegeta gets, but I mean, this is really cool for Vegeta because he was talking all that shit to Granola, and now he's telling him, like, yo, I, I, I believe in you, and I believe in what I say, that you can fight, go hard and push past your limits. That's what he's, that's what Vegeta's telling him right now. Like, you're going to push past your limits because even though he's supposed to be stronger than you or whatever, automatically because of the wish. Now it's like that. the real test. Yeah. And Vegeta's like, I don't need no sensu bean. I'm gonna use my God mode again and beat myself up because I love it. Yeah, I mean, I Hopefully think he'll, he'll pull a mace out on me. <laughs> I think you uh, really tapped into something there, Josh. Where uh, he may not be the world's strongest anymore, but Vegeta had that moment where, with Ultra Ego, he became stronger than than uh, Granola at the time. So I guess he's like saying, like, do what I did. You know, I I took the hard way out and I became stronger for it. There is a there is a bit of a reversal happening here with gas taking the easy way out. And uh, now Granola is going to have to learn the lesson that Vegeta did. Yeah, the experience that Vegeta was talking about. Grow some hair on your chest, motherfucker. That's basically what (laughs) Vegeta's saying. Yeah, drop your nuts. You You know what vibe Vegeta's fake giving me, though? Like, if I want to be funny. Like, 
like people are like I I I grew up with with mental disorders and stuff, and I'm and I'm successful, and I and I work past it. So there's my no ent- excuse for you. My entire like, conquer all- alien race was destroyed, and look at me now. Uh, <laughs> I married like, a rich uh, woman, and now I'm a, a Saiyan alien go- uh, god man. He's looking at Vegeta like, bro, he wished to be the strongest after me. I don't think you understand how that works. <laughs> but, you know, this is the Dragon Ball universe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm all for it. Vegeta has always been my favorite character, and I think he's a lot of people's favorite character. Uh, so I don't think many people really mind. Uh, Vegeta? Yeah, this, just gave me, this just gave me more respect for Vegeta, honestly. It makes me want him to win more. I mean, he's not going to win. He's not going to fight anymore. But yeah, no, like maybe next star. I guess his spiritual successor in Granola will win this one, and I'm uh, I'm here for that. Uh, unless Goku comes in at the very last moment, is like, "Don't worry, Granola, I got you now." <laughs> he's going to kill Steel. He's coming in greedy as fuck. The other stuff had his KDA. <laughs> yeah, he's going to snipe him with a well placed punch. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I did Joink. it. That was me. <laughs> I'm the hero. I'm the hero. <laughs> I'm the protagonist. Uh, but yeah, uh, interesting chapter of Dragon Ball Super, nonetheless. I don't know if I mentioned this, but actually, Jujutsu Kaisen was my RGC. Certified, certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Sorry, it was late. <laughs> I forgot to I get it. I believe it. Say RGC, and maybe you didn't give it the RGC. Mm. The, the drop. Well, I'm pretty sure you said it. Well, there it is—a compensatory RGC. If I missed it, uh, I'm sorry to put it in Dragon Ball Super, but this was a very interesting one. I will say one last thing before we go. I I was, I don't know what annoys me about the idea of like Gas being like now he's the strongest one. <laughs> you know, something about that bugs me. I hope it, it doesn't become like a thing. It's like damn, because you talking all that shit before. Oh, I don't know. I didn't need my power. Like, bro, yes, you did. You was going to get washed. Yeah. yeah. And now you got all this power and you... Whatever. <laughs> now you're seven feet tall and you're not so, like, prideful now, are you? <laughs> now you're <laughs> you're not, like... He didn't know he was going to get tall. That's the whole thing. That's why he's so at peace right now. He's like, oh, this is a cool bonus. I'm the strongest and I am... Uh, I'm the size of Giannis. I'm the Giannis. strongest and I'm the tallest. <laughs> yeah, but... All right, those are all my thoughts on Dragon Ball Super. Fun chapter overall. Uh, oh my God, did I just close <laughs> the theme song? Uh, hold on. Thank you guys so much for listening. And that has been our show. <laughs> nice. Professional. Good save, Chris. Professional. Good save. This is how I do it. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening as always a little bit of a longer episode but you know what it's Thanksgiving baby lots to be grateful hey. for <laughs> uh, giving you a little healthy episode there extra I call this a second helping episode you know uh, but in any case let's wrap this one you can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram Josh at JD Cole underscore 37 and on at NY Chillin on Twitter follow him there uh brian at b.esp on twitter and instagram and also check out brian's twitch channel uh watch and play video games at uh twitch.tv slash it's punchline uh email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions anything else you want us to talk about on the show uh follow us at newjumpcity on twitter and instagram as well 
uh, for the really good chapter of the week poll. Among other things, uh, check us out there. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Please do uh, like, share, follow all the thingies, you know, whatever they tell you to do on YouTube. Please do it. It would be super cool. Uh, also subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts audibly. We are usually on those platforms, so check us out. Uh, and um, that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. And happy Thanksgiving, New Jump citizens! Happy Thanksgiving, yeah. GG's. Yeah, not Thanksgiving for what the pilgrims did, but Thanksgiving as far as eating to family and spending, you know, spending time with them and having a good time. Hell yeah. Yeah. Pilgrim bullshit.